Welcome to Living Life. You know, who is your neighbor? If somebody were to ask you who your neighbor is, would you say the person next door? Would you say uh, my friend who lives down the street? Or would you look at being a neighbor in a completely different way? Is a neighbor more about the proximity of your heart towards others? Or is it about the proximity or the location of that particular person. Well, today, uh, when we look at the lesson, we're going to look more about the proximity of your heart when we think about neighbor. You know, Jesus told a story about a good Samaritan when he was asked who was his neighbor. Uh, and he told a story about a Levi who passed by a man who was beaten up, and then a priest passed by. But a good Samaritan who was hated, and someone who was not even considered a real Jew stopped and took care of the man. Not only did he take care and bandage his wounds, but he even left money at the motel or the place where he left him so that his needs beyond his stay would be taken care of. And Jesus said, who was the neighbor? And they said that it was the man, the good Samaritan, who had stopped and took care of the man, someone he didn't even know. He was the neighbor because he showed mercy to him. So as we look at the passage today, let's reflect upon what it means to be a good neighbor, what it means to have relationships, good relationships with others. Let's take a look at the passage. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 11 through 18. Do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. Do not swear falsely by my name, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not hold back the wages of a hired worker overnight. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind, but fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Welcome back to Living Life. As we discussed a little earlier, this passage is really about our neighbor, the people who we deal with all the time and our attitude towards them. It's not about physical proximity. It's about the proximity of our heart and our attitude towards others. 
when we look at this passage, really what's happening here is it's about the holiness of God with respect to the Israelites. God has set the Israelites apart and he wants them to be distinct and unique and different from all the other nations in the world. And what happens with holiness is holiness is we see is being played out here in many different contexts and it's promoting harmony among uh, those who are uh, together as far as the different, uh, the different Israelites and the Jews, they're becoming more harmonious because of the fact that they are being set apart, not just in word, but they're actually living it out. So let's take a look at the passage a little more. The first place we see the holiness being played out is actually in the honesty or the truthfulness where the passage talks about don't lie, don't steal. So we're seeing holiness played out in terms of God's people. God wants his people to be holy in the sense of being truthful and being honest. But we also see holiness being played out in terms of social justice too, because we see that there, uh, the passage talks about workers and their wages and those wages not being held withheld overnight. So we see the social justice aspect, and we know that God is concerned, uh, God is a God of justice socially as well. And also we see in the passage too about the handicapped, those who are blind and those who are deaf, that we should not put a stumbling block in their way. God is reflecting who he is, and he's reflecting his social justice. So this holiness is played out in social justice, but it's also played out legally in the court system too. It's played out because many times in the court system, there's partiality shown to the rich and powerful because they have money and they can push their weight around in the court system. But the beautiful thing here is God is a God of impartial justice, which means that partiality should not be shown to the poor either, those who do not necessarily have the the power and the wealth to push their weight around. God is a God of impartial justice, and this holiness is being played out in the Israelite people, unlike the other nations where that happens and occurs, where the rich and the wealthy push their way around. So it's not only holiness, is not only being played out in these areas I discussed, but it's also being played out in the fact of when we go around and, and when we slander or we gossip, and essentially this slander uh, demeans uh, and the parties involved and it destroys relationships uh, when we do that. Uh, interestingly enough, when we talk about gossip and slander, the Bible talks about both. Gossip is the beginning of slander, essentially, because slander goes beyond that. Slander damages one's reputation. Gossip, gossip is essentially gossiping about uh, someone or something about them that would go around and it's kind of a negligence there. But slander is not a negligent act. Slander has an intentional piece and an intentional segment to it where you intentionally are trying to damage or hurt someone. And the Bible talks about uh, slander here, but we also know it talks about gossip. So God again is saying for holiness, for my people who are set apart, it should, they should be set apart in this way, too, that they don't slander 
someone else. And this plays right into another part which it talks about the scripture. It says, not only don't hurt someone's reputation, but don't put your neighbor or others in harm's way. Don't do anything that would endanger their life because God is a God who's about preserving life. We should know because he has preserved our lives. We have been given eternal life. We were dead in our sins. We were headed with a one-way ticket to hell, but God stepped in through Jesus Christ on the cross, and now we have eternal life. So God is a God who is about preserving life. So he talks about that. Now, the interesting thing that caps all of this off is we see mentioned here, he talks about having a genuine love as the love as a love that we have for ourselves. You remember the two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And this is mentioned here, and this caps off all the laws and all the decrees that we see here. Why does it cap it? Because this, this commandment of love thy neighbor as thyself is one of the only two commandments that the Bible says fulfills the entire law, the whole law. And what we know about love is love does no harm to its neighbor. So when we think about love, love is what binds all of these laws together. And when we love our neighbor as ourselves, we are fulfilling the law of God. Who is your neighbor? How would you define who your neighbor is today? Is it just your next door neighbor? And is that the limitation of your heart that you will pour out to? Or is it your friend? Uh, is it your relatives? Who is your neighbor? How you define who your neighbor is will determine the extent to which your love for others is poured out. I would urge you today, take the lesson of the Good Samaritan, your neighbor is your fellow man. And when you show your fellow man mercy, you are acting as a neighbor. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray, O oh God, that all who hear in the sound of my voice, Lord, will hear your word, not just hear it, but put it into practice, Lord, and redefine who they believe their neighbor is, not according to their own standards, but according to yours. It's in Jesus' precious, wonderful, blessed name we pray. Amen. This program is produced Yeah.